This is the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast, and here are your hosts, Memphis at DFF Memphis and Jerry at Jerry Sin DFF. Hey, fellow Warzone listeners. My name is Zach Camps. Uh, I'm not golfing or slinging my hands a monster. I'm usually thinking about Dynasty Fantasy Football. A couple months back, I joined the Patreon just to take my Dynasty passion to the next level. And I'll tell you what, well, let's just say there's writer downers for days in the Patreon. As a member, you get access to the bonus pod where the guys take the filter off and talk about a wide variety of topics that maybe they won't cover on the normal show. You also get access to Memphis and Jerry for one-on-one advice, personal dynasty dilemmas. They'll tackle them for you, help you out with it. You just don't get that anywhere else. But I'd say my favorite part about the Patreon is the the group chat. Tell you what, these guys are some excellent minds, tons of fun. The fire in there is amazing. Great platform to post trade questions, debate rookie values, share insight, interact with some cool people from across the globe. You know, shout out to those guys in Australia. They're blowing my phone up all the time. You know, the best part is there's no Twitter trolls or Facebook trolls arguing about stuff they don't know anything about. So uh, if you want to enjoy your dynasty experience even more, win those championships, pause the podcast right now, sign up, and you can thank me later in the group chat. What's happening, everybody? And happy draft day. If you are listening to this show on the day that it was launched, Thursday, tonight is the draft. And I know that we've been looking forward to this for so long, and you are listening to the Dynasty War Zone, the People's Dynasty Podcast. And today's topic is just giving you some best practices as draft weekend is upon us. We're going to start off with a little bit of uh, me, and you know, you know my co-host. He was not on Wednesday, but you know him. Well, he was kind of on Wednesday, but there's no show that's a show without the show. His name is Jerry. He is the man of the hour, and he is the man with the power. Jerry Sinclair, what? the hell is going on dude it is draft day randy uh, not 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 the bad movie with kevin costner i don't care if you like the movie or not <laughs> it's a bad movie you're not a fan you're not a fan yeah it's it's it's, uh, it's see, the it's the david montgomery of football movies it's eh. like i'll i'll watch it but no it's not my thing either listen i promise you a shower beer is coming uh in anticipation of the draft i get excited for the draft anyway cuz if you're in this you know, if you have this degenerate passion that we do for dynasty football, you love the draft regardless. But add on top that we're not allowed to leave our homes, add on fact, add on to the fact that sports is not on TV and I have to watch college cornhole championships, which is fine. I'm not very good at it. I can watch it. I can watch Hillbillies throw hey, sandbags. Hey, 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 Jerry. Yeah. Cornhole and in college meant something different when I was in college. But keep going. <laughs> just 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 keep going. It's so to you can't it just can't be understated how excited I am for the 2020 NFL draft. Not to mention, how many times have we talked about the 2020 rookies? I, how long have we been doing that since I've been sitting at this in this pink chair with its little frizzies in this back room? We've been talking about this draft class and it is upon us. You know, th- th- this is it. I've been hearing about this God-blessed 2020 draft class, literally, I think, since the 2018 draft ended. Yeah, 2019 is going to be fine, but wait till 2020 gets here. It's going to be everything. <laughs> and you know what? It, it's really come down to maybe it could have been more magical if uh, Devonta Smith 
and Chuba and Travis Etienne, if all those guys had come out, maybe, then then we're really pushing you know significant uh, draft capital into like the the mid second in a super flex. But hey, you play the hand that you are dealt. So tonight's topic is going deep into some draft strategies. Before we get into all that, gotta warn you, uh, this show will not be as long as the show on Wednesday. But when you've had so many great guests, Jerry was talking about all the rookie content. I mean, going back to January, mid-January, we had our first rookie base show. And all the way through last week with Matt Waldman, three months worth of great guests covering great rookies. And when I put that show together, Jerry, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I can pull together an hour. And I got done editing that thing. And two hours later, you know, here, here, here we are. But you know what? It's good to put it out there. I mean, where else are you going to find nine guys the, the caliber of that? All on one show. Uh, thanks for the the newest five star review. Uh, again, we're chasing two hundred. We're in that one ten to one twenty range. Uh, we got a long way to go, but we can certainly get there. And the last thing I got for you is the social media. I do owe you a post over on Instagram at Dynasty Warzone this week. A little lagging, but the the Twitter's going okay. And then my personal Twitter at DFF Memphis and at Jerry Sin DWZ. So all right. Jerry, let's you and I get a couple of things, some strategies that you and I are looking at uh, before we bring in some more guests. So tonight, same thing, uh, got on the phone, got on the Google, got on the Skype, pulled in some people, some of the best in the business, some great drafters, some great rookie minds to give you tips because Jerry, I don't know about you, but when's your first draft? Uh, that will be Sunday at noon is the, the first one that kicks off. Well, not that it's a contest, but it's always a contest, Jerry. Uh, Saturday, 8 p.m. Saturday, 8 p.m. is my first draft. And then I got one Monday at 10 a.m. And then there will be oh so many glorious more. So wh- what's a first tip that you have for these people about something that they can add to their toolbox as they go into this weekend if they've got a draft, say, Monday morning? Um, I think there is a wise guy that has been typing a lot of things on Twitter lately, sort of about rookie theories. And his thing was, just because you don't have a pick, don't do something stupid to get a pick. Uh, the wise guy is you, if uh, if people didn't know that. you know, Just because you're not in the draft, don't go crazy to get in the draft. I know we get so excited to pick because drafting is so damn fun. There's a reason best ball is the industry that it is. Because drafting is so enjoyable, but don't do anything crazy. And the, I... I Judge draft capital, too. That would be another thing that I would say. There are idiots that sit behind microphones and are too stubborn with the guys that they scout. I'm looking at you, Jerry, with Hakeem Butler. If draft capital tells you something bad, take it. It is it is another thing to add. So a, adjust, adapt. Don't do anything stupid. Randy? You're the one that drafts well. You you do the talking. Well, I, I, I've, got, I've got a few for you. Um, I, I will expound on the one that you just mentioned about when I tweeted. It's like, I see it all the time. You know, last year in your startup, I don't need no rookie picks. Rookie picks are useless. I'm going to go chase and win it all. And then now here comes your rookie draft. And like, I'll gladly give you Christian Kirk for a 302. I'm like, stop it. Just stop it. You've made your bed. Now lie in it. You know, your only other alternative 
is to trade away, buy on credit is, is, is a term that I use. If you don't have a 2021st and you need one, then you're probably going to give up one of your 2020, say your third or second, and your 2021 first because you've got to pay up. you got to pay juice, Jerry. You know, you, you're familiar with the mob? Oh, it, <laughs> yes. You got, you got to get that juice. You got, you got to pay the VIG. You know, if, if you want to jump into the first round this year, hey, you know, and, and I'm a guy in some leagues, I've got several 2021st. Hey, I'll gladly give you one, but it's going to cost you your 2021 and something else. That's just how it works. I'm not trading you first for first. I've got to have something to incentivize me to do that. But this yep. is why, because you know, we're still in quarantine, Jerry. Uh, so most states, some states are starting to reopen, but it's it's startup season is still upon us. You know, if you're going to go for winning at all, write yourself a note, set yourself a calendar reminder on whatever day the 2021 NFL draft is that reminds you, don't get stupid. Don't start giving away young guys that you're, you're sitting on for, for peanuts because you want to get involved in the draft action. There's a lot of ways to, to go about it. My first tip is going to be is that if you're drafting super early like I am, know as much as you can about the undrafted free agents as you possibly can, especially the running backs. Now, quarterbacks, if, if they don't get drafted, honestly, in the first two rounds, I really don't give a rat's ass. You know, I'm I'm yeah. never I'm never going to be the guy that's going to hope an Easton stick breaks out a uh, what was the guy who played for the Jets last year Luke something or another uh, Luke, Luke Falk. Falk yeah I'm, I'm never I'm never going to be that guy hoping that third string backup backup quarterback all of a sudden breaks out all over my roster no I, I'm going to Google you know all of the running backs that didn't get a job. They may not even have a team by the time my rookie draft gets going. I'll give you Bruce Anderson last year. I drafted Bruce Anderson so early in one league with like my very last pick. I drafted him with a 512 because he ended up signing a, a contract with Tampa Bay. I was like, but but if he had, you know, turned into Darway Agumbawale or had he even been decent, man, I, I could I could have cashed in big time. And because a lot of these small school guys, because of coronavirus, didn't get the opportunity to come in for pro day and interviews. Guys like Shane Hallam, you, you know I love me some Shane Hallam. You love Shane Hallam, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, he's given us James Robinson. You know, James Robinson now may not get drafted. Now I know he had a few visits prior to the shutdown, but if James Robinson doesn't get drafted, I'm still going to draft him in my rookie draft. You know, and there are a lot of guys like that out there. I'll give you a few years ago. Jerry, you remember a guy who had beautiful hair, very Bob Ross-esque, named uh, Lindsay, uh, Philip Lindsay? I do. I have heard of him. Uh, he, he was good at football. He I is like the Bob Ross call, for the record. Uh, beautiful head of hair. I'm very jealous. I have none. I have, like, the whole Jason Statham thing going on. But, I mean, just a guy that, I mean, universally didn't even have an ADP. Those are the kind of swings I'm taking. So if you need to have a clear understanding of every running back who is draft eligible versus every running back who is drafted, and then you need to start looking through. And you can constantly, I think CBS does a good job with this for sure. Maybe Fox Sports. They put like out a tracker, an undrafted free agent tracker, so that you can get an idea of where these guys go. So, so that's one of my biggest tips is know where, I mean, you know, if there was like a wide receiver that, that you really thought was good and didn't get drafted. Maybe he's like a 2020 Hakeem Butler. Oh, wait a minute. He had fourth round draft capital. I'm sorry, Jerry. That was a cheap shot at you. 
That's that's kind of how first I'm, pick of the fourth round, though. First pick, you know, if you're gonna be the if you're gonna be a fourth rounder, damn it, be the first pick of the fourth round. But yeah, I'm, I'm taking big swings on undrafted free agent rookies in rounds four or five. What about you, man? You got another tip for these people? I do, and you know what do I always say? I we've said a few things that are just regurgitated a lot. Draft running backs, trade for wide receivers. And the other thing that I always say is that I like everyone else to do the work, and I just assemble it all and use it all. Another thing I saw recently, uh, 10.45 in the morning on Wednesday, this guy tweeted about about the last five draft classes and the highest drafted wide receiver in rookie ADP. You know who that guy was? Another one that you did, and I'm stealing. This is true. Now, in fairness, I, I did get this partially wrong. Now, I do not have access to DLF ADP. I'm, I'm not a member. I'm a member of a lot of things. The DLF is not one of them. But um, I just did a quick Google search. The idea popped in my head, and uh, it, it, let's be honest, 2015 and 2018 wide receiver rookie ADP, not the easiest thing to find on the interwebs, Jerry. I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> but, but go ahead. But, but for context, and it, even if it's not exactly correct, it, the guy from 2018 is actually good. He's the one good guy that's on this list. 2019, Nikhil Harry. How's he looking? He did good this year. He's got a good. He's looking good going forward. No, no. I mean, I mean, you couldn't separate in college. You can't separate in the pros uh, unless you got someone throwing you 50-50 jump balls. It's going to be a struggle. But at least he got drafted to the Patriots with Tom Brady. Um, oh. You mispronounced Jarrett Stidham. I mean, uh, hey, but, but, but that may actually be a, a benefit for him in that Stidham may be willing to chuck up the 50-50 ball that Tom Brady wasn't. Tom Brady you know, had to have trust that you would be open. So uh, that's not actually the worst thing for, for him. But if you're looking for some context as to why I posted that, and again, uh, a lot of people want to argue that Cortland Sutton wasn't the first wide receiver off the board. It just depends on where you got your ADP. But I get your point. And, do but, you, do you and your either time? way... 2018 was a good was a good draft class. That's not a, what the point of your tweet was. Your tweet was to crap on the other wide receivers. Like in 2017, guess who that was? Everybody knows who that was. Corey Davis. He pooped his pants. He's still doing it. It's going down both legs. 2016, Laquan Treadwell. That's a good pick. That's looking really well. Maybe you went Sterling Shepard. At least he has a little pulse. Still not making impacts towards your championship. 2015, Kevin White. Oh. So like we say, draft running backs, trade for wide receivers. It's it's one of those things. It's like, it's not an exact science. I mean, there, there's always Royce Freeman. And 2018 was the only class, to your point, one of your favorite expressions, that wasn't a poop sandwich. All of the first round wide receivers in 2018 have actually done at least marginally well. I think all of them have at least a wide receiver two season under their belt in Cortland Sutton, DJ Moore, and Calvin Ridley. And I've heard a lot of people push back and say, well, DJ Moore. But that was not my point. My point of that tweet was to caution you is that, you know, if you believe in these wide receivers, you can get them later. You know, but the running back. Now, let me ask you a question, Jerry. Yeah. If, if a wide receiver bombs his rookie year, what happens to his ADP? Uh, it plummets, my friend. But if a highly drafted rookie running back, so let's say Jonathan Taylor gets drafted, he goes at the 102, okay? Mm-hmm. And he has a rough rookie season. How far is he really going to fall going into his sophomore season? Not a ton. All you have to do is look at David Montgomery. And David Montgomery is not the same caliber of talent as Jonathan Taylor. And 
look where he's getting drafted in a startup. Where do you think that is? I mean, it's not it's not where Nikhil Harry's at. Hell no. And 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 you're making my point for me. And thank you for bringing up David Montgomery. That's a, a great example. It's that we tend to make passes for positions we like. And I'm telling you, when it comes, hey, here's to- another one. Sorry to interrupt. You're Darius good. Geis hasn't hasn't played in three years. You can still get Darius Geis at a, a semi valuable spot. I offered, Meanwhile, I offered guys a guy like a second and a third. I offered a guy a second and a third. For Darius Geis oh, recently. He told and, you to piss off. He told me to beat feet. He, he wasn't doing it for a 2022nd and a 2023rd. He was like, no, I, I'm not doing it. We tend to give a pass on things that we like. And everybody likes the running back position. You know, I was I was talking to one of our Patreons. He had uh, one of our Patreons is doing a $1,250 startup in the FFPC this weekend. And we were talking about, I was like, he was, and he's debating. He's got the 103. He's pretty sure that. Uh, Mahomes and McCaffrey are going to be the one and two, and he's debating between Lamar and, you know, Saquon Barkley. And I asked him a question. I was like, what What happens if Lamar Jackson comes out and gets off to a very slow start, Jerry? What happens? Uh, nothing good. Well, everybody's going to say, see, I told you, he, he's a he's a one-year wonder. Yeah. Uh, the defensive coordinators have figured him out. You know what? He was a fluke. He was a flash in the pan. And Dynasty Twitter is just going to chew him apart like a bunch of rabid piranhas. But if conversely, if Saquon Barkley comes out and has a bad three-game stretch, what are people going to say, Jerry? Not even close to the same narrative. It's going to be, well, you know, he's got a new head coach and, you know, Jason Garrett's offensive coordinator and that offensive line's not very good. And Daniel Jones is, you know, still learning the position. They're going to break out every chapter of the Encyclopedia of Excuses for Saquon Barkley. We love running backs. It's dynasty dogma at this point. We absolutely love our running backs. And, and that leads me right into my next tip, Jerry, is at the if you have the 102 to 106 this year and you need a quarterback, what are you doing? I Well, I have been pretty open with saying that I would go running back this year over a lot of the quarterbacks. I don't love the situations, and I think there's question marks. I love Tua as a talent. I'm like Nick Whalen always says, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know to judge it, but it's scary. Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. I don't love it. Justin Herbert, I think has his issues. Doesn't have a ton of running upside. I'm taking a running back, but what are you doing? Well, you, you kind of led that to me. So I, I finally come to the conclusion that if I'm drafting in any position, I'm taking Joe Burrow. Uh, I, just too many good, too many positives. The 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 pros outweigh the cons, and the shelf life of a franchise quarterback will long exceed that of a running back. But if I have the one hundred two through one hundred six, and I need a quarterback, here is my plan, and it may not work out, but a plan is better than no plan. My plan is to draft the best running back available, whether that be you know Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins. You know, whoever I think will either hold or accrue value, the key is accruing value. Why? Because I'm treating that guy like a savings bond almost. I'm going to hold him. I'm going to hope that he accumulates value. And then as soon as the 2020 regular season ends, I am going to the owner who has the 101 pick, and I'm saying I will give you Jonathan Taylor or whatever running back I got and whatever else I need to to get that 101. I will gladly give you Jonathan Taylor. 
uh, and you tell me what else. I will start with just Jonathan Taylor or whatever running back I happen to own and treat it like a savings bond, but I know that I have to strike in January. Like the minute that week 16 is done, the season's over, all your consolation brackets, championship brackets, everything's done. The smoke is settled and, and everything's clear, and we know who's going to hold the 101. I'm going directly to that owner, and I'm like, I want, and, I, and I'll just offer it to him straight up. And I'll see what happens. I'll get in a conversation because then I know that I can cash in that in 2021 with, uh, you know, the, the guy that we all want and Trevor Lawrence. Or maybe you're, a, maybe you're a Justin Fields guy. And by the way, I do know that I've said Jordan Fields many times on this show. Funny story, I used to have a young man named Jordan Fields that worked for me. So I do apologize that I uh, have court called Justin Jordan many times here. But, and if the 101 doesn't work, I'm going right to the guy with the 102. Does that make sense? I know I put that out there on Twitter, but there's not as much context as you can give with 280 characters. Here is what I'm doing in that same exact situation, Randy. And I don't, I don't know if it's popular. I don't know if it's your style. It is my, it is my style. You see, if you're a fan of Detroit sports at this time, we have all of the losingest franchises in the league. The Red Wings are going to pick one. The Tigers are going to pick one. Pistons are horrible. Lions are the Lions. And it's because they have never done one thing. They have never blown it all up and just restarted. They've tried to make the playoffs and get into the eighth and skate through and make as much money as they can. If I need a quarterback and I'm sitting in one of those spots, I'm tanking. I will take Justin Fields and I will take Trevor Lawrence over any of those second tier guys. I think two is good. I think two is really good. I think Justin Fields is a better fantasy asset than all of them because he is unbelievable running the ball and he can throw the ball. I think Trevor Lawrence is just a better talent than all of them. And as far as the next Andrew Luck-esque prospect, it's Trevor Lawrence. So if I'm deciding between, you know, and if you need a quarterback in that situation, you're you're probably not going to win your league anyway. There's a guy that has Lamar Jackson, and there's a guy that has Patrick Mahomes on the team. Hey, Jerry. Yeah. You're drafted 102 or 103 for a reason. Yeah, and, and, and maybe you traded for it, but e- even if that's not the case, if you need a quarterback in that situation, there are teams that have two and three, and they are leaps and bounds better than you because they're getting 50, 60 points out of the position, and you're maybe you're walk, rocking Dwayne Haskins, or maybe you're rocking Matt Ryan and nothing else, and you're getting you know maybe 22 points out of that position, and then you got to start a different flex. I'm tanking. I will take the best running back, like you said, And I will have that position secured because that is a, like you said, a position that accrues value and it doesn't diminish value quickly, at least when they're young. Now, the Todd Gurley's of the world, that'll happen. And David Johnson's, even though that's picked up a little bit, but I I am fully waiting until 2021 to get my quarterback. And here's the thing. If you don't draft the quarterback and you're just going to have the one, you're probably going to lose a lot of games and you should commit to getting one of the 101 or 102. I know it hurts your soul to lose week in and week out, but if it gets you the win in the long run, it gets you the better better dynasty team. That's what you need to do. What what does he say in Pulp Fiction? That's just your ego effing with you. That that is 100% the the case and it's not that I don't like Tua. It's just that we've got real NFL teams with real trepidation about this guy. He had the hand-slash-wrist-slash-metacarpal injury a few springs ago. He's had two of these tightrope surgeries on his ankle. Now there's a hip. 
I get it, but it's a lot to invest in a guy like Tua. And you know what? Maybe you are the guy who has the 103 as like one of many first and you can afford to uh, splurge and hashtag treat yourself to, to a Tua share. But I, I couldn't do it there. Not at the, the 103, knowing that I've got to get better. Because if he misses, he's going to miss big. And if he flames out, he's going to flame out. So it's not that I don't like Tua. I just don't like Tua at the 102 to 104 when I can get a stud running back. And I'm, I'm, I'm certainly looking to build. Jerry, I got one more tip before we start talking okay. to our guests. And let me just play devil's advocate real quick. Sure. Like if you, if you did go quarterback in that situation, I can't be mad at you either because of the extra value that you get out of a quarterback in a super flex or a two QB league. So I know we're both, our personal strategies are not that for this year, but at the same time, you know, we see guys like David Montgomery and they do not do great for you when you could have had Kyler Murray and he could have done better for you. Granted, Kyler Murray almost certainly went ahead of David Montgomery, but you, you get what I'm saying. Like it, the the scarcity of the position and the, you know, the need for the quarterback position, I get it. I'm just, I think long-term. I, I'm not trying to, I'm trying to make the best dynasty team so I can continuously win rather than just try and win this year. And then in the next offseason, I'll try and win that year. No, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do what is best for the long term. Well, and, and I, th- I think we're along the same page. And if people want to know where would I draft Tua or Justin Herbert in this class, it's, it's very simple. It goes Joe Burrow 101 for me, then the big five running backs, because I do believe Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to get big boy NFL draft capital. And I really think he's going to land in one of these premier spots yeah i continue to see him mocked and hear conversations of him either going to the chiefs or going to the buccaneers and either one of those is going to pole vault him to at least the the maybe the rb3 in this class so for me it's burrow the five running backs that would be dobbins swift acres jt edwards hilaire so at that 107 position i'm ready to draft a quarterback if they're there I will gladly take Tua or Herbert ahead of the two wide receivers. Um, but outside of that, that that's where I'm at, Jerry. And you said one thing about building a roster. It's one thing I want to make sure that I call out because it, it serves two, two purposes. One, it serves what we do at the Dynasty Warzone Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. And, what, and, and no, not everything has to cost something. Yes, the, the Patreon, there is a membership, but we also I also do for free over at the Dynasty Happy Hour with the Dynasty Happy Hour Contractor Show. Jerry, there are a lot of guys in this industry, and I mean a ton of guys that are really, 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 really good at identifying talent. Man, they crunch film and they they hammer the numbers and and, and they, they put it all in there and, and and they can tell you who to draft. That's cool. That's the equivalent of a guy walking onto a job site and telling you which one's the nicest two by four. Perfect. Thank you. But you've got to be able to construct a roster. Okay. Best player available. I sometimes if your team has an embarrassment of riches. Okay, fine. You can do best player available. But more often than not, the average dynasty roster has a hole. Jerry, have you ever heard the uh, the the Colin Cowherd rake story? I have not. Okay. Well, if your wife gives you $20 and tells you to go to the store with your quarantine mask on and go get bread and ham and cheese for sandwiches and you come back with a rake, what is your wife going to say? 
she is not going to be happy with you. Why is that, Jerry? Because you did not get what she wanted. Because she did not get what you needed. You guys needed bread. You needed ham. You needed cheese. She does not care that the rake was on sale. She does not care that this rake is normally $50. You got it on sale for $20. She does not care. Because in the Sinclair household at this given moment, you needed ham and cheese and bread, right? Correct. So sometimes just because someone's a quote-unquote value doesn't mean that, that you have to take them. You have to build a roster. Sometimes I just feel like people just want to have this sleek, shiny spreadsheet full of names. Man, I'm here to win. I don't know about you. I don't like to win. I know sometimes I have to lose. You you wrote me into a dispersal startup gimmick thing uh, with some of the guys, and I know that I'm going to have to suck in 2020. It's it's the realization of what I've inherited. But when I I mean you 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 we've been trading in one of the leagues we're in, and you said, "Are you going to try and win this year?" And I looked at my roster and said, "Hell no, the team's not winning a damn thing." But but I'm looking to add because I. I'm looking to move a piece of an equal value piece at a different position because that's my need. Sometimes we get so caught up in this. We've, we've, we've heard the buzzword and the term on ESPN and Bill Polian and best player available, and I always drafted best player available. You know what, Bill? Good for you, Bill. You can do that stuff when you have Peyton Manning at the quarterback position. You can take reaches on wide receivers and tight ends and, and, and second-level offensive linemen. When you've got a Peyton Manning quarterback. But when you don't have the – and in Dynasty, unless it's Superflex, it's the running back. If, if you don't have the right positions, the right pieces to put that puzzle together, you're not going to win. You're going to have a really sleek and shiny spreadsheet full of big names that you just feel so impressive with while you're losing. I can't do that, man. I've always said I would rather win ugly – then lose pretty because I guess because I've been ugly my whole life and that's just how I roll Jerry but Jerry that was some of the stuff that I thought you and I could share with these fine people yeah and listen I always like to pick your brain because it's all it's always thinking on a different level and that's what I like about you that's why I like talking to you it's just don't do anything stupid that's all I can say I you know Rob Gronkowski got traded today he's he's playing for the Buccaneers don't go trading the first for him yeah, the guy had 500 yards the last season. He was hurt. He was hurt the year before. He didn't play this past year. Don't go doing something, something stupid. And that's what you do in the draft, too. You know, don't don't do stupid things. It is the easiest thing to say, and it is even easier to do. And yet, I see it more often than not that we don't do it. Hey, can I, can I throw you a little, uh, little best ball bonus? Like, if you're doing a, a super flex startup or you're doing a – uh, a best ball super flex startup right now. I'll give you a little something based on that Gronk news. All right, let's do it. If you're like in like a, tw- say it's a 25 round draft, okay? Mm-hmm. Why not draft Andrew Luck? I mean, why not? What if what if he sees Gronk unretired today and he's tired of being super dad and all of a sudden he gets a wild hair and he wants to go play football again? Would you rather be rostering Andrew Luck with your 24th? You know, overall selection in a startup, or would you rather have like an Easton stick? Because that's what people are doing right now. I would much rather gamble that if I want to hit the lottery, I want to hit the lottery. I, I, I don't want to have, oh, hey, Easton stick's going to be the starter this weekend. Give me something for him. It's like, no, hey, Andrew Luck's coming out of retirement. You know, what do you always go? Ho, 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 buddy. <laughs> that's a ho, 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 buddy. That's a moment, right? <laughs> that's what I'm referring to. 
That one right no, there. Listen, hey, in the Patreon, I drafted Antonio Brown late too. You know, because if he and I got a little bit of a little bit of stuff for it. But listen, if he comes back, he's way more valuable than any of the little dirty nickels I'm going to find on the ground that late in the draft. And I have a few teams that have Andrew Luck. So I like your idea. I'm not giving up hope for that same reason. Now, this is, it's we're getting close to the end, but I mean, here's the thing. The guy's still younger than Cam Newton. He's still younger than Stafford. Uh, Stafford. He's younger than, than Matt Ryan. I think he's 30 or going to be 31. Yeah. If he decided to come back, he could give you a three or four or five year run. Easy. Mm-hmm. If, he, if he was to go full Tom Brady, he could give you 10 years. And, and uh, there's a lot of teams that have a lot of worse quarterbacks than Andrew Luck. I, I tell you, I, I, again, I know it's going off in the narrative, but Andrew Luck comes back. I mean, you know, he, he could you know just make Phil the backup. They could trade him to the Chargers. I mean, there's a lot of things they could do. But the the point is, is for your dynasty roster. You know, my new move going forward, at least for the next couple of years, the last week of regular season waivers. I'm going to pick up Andrew Luck in Superflex leagues, and I'm going to hold him all the way until cutdowns right before week one in those same leagues. Then I'll drop him because Andrew Luck's not the kind of guy who's going to come rolling in on like week four. No, if he's not in, if he's not in on like camp, he's not in. But you pick him up in like week sixteen waivers. You let him sit till you know Ju- July or August, whatever your cutdown day is, and you cut him. And then you pick up a rookie, and then you go through all season trying to hit, 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 hit. And then the, you pick him back up. You can do this for a couple of years at no real damage to your roster. There, there's nothing but upside there. Am I crazy? No, I don't think you're crazy. And I think that's sort of a good strategy for drafting rookies too. Stop trying to hit singles. Hey, hey, there's one thing if you're trying to hit a single in the third round. Because that's about the extent of what those guys are going to get you. But, you know, David Montgomery was sort of safe. He got drafted into a pretty good spot. He wasn't, he didn't have a ton of competition. That was a boring single. And you could have done a lot better. So don't, don't do that in this one either. AJ Dillon, I know people, some people like AJ Dillon. That dude just, reeks of bunt to me maybe maybe a single if you're lucky a, a base on balls well listen we got to get to these guests they got a lot of great stuff to to share with you uh thank you for tuning in we really hope you enjoy the draft this weekend and if you have any questions remember you can always reach out to us at dff memphis at jerry dwz we super appreciate everything you guys are doing for us right now and on behalf of jerry I am Memphis. We're just here to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here with what could be a very surprising mock draft. Jerry, let's get these people. Let's get it. All right. Joining me on the line is good friend and returning guest. You know him as the coolest guy around. I just know him as my good friend, Nick, at underscore Nick Whalen on Twitter. What's going on, Nick? (laughs) <laughs> hey man uh yeah I, I take the most pride in uh being friends with you man that's uh that's a, that's a cool friendship that we've gotten over the last couple of years i'm really excited about it well thank you very much that is the, the the best part making friends with guys like you like the fantasy football fellows when you actually get to put a face and you get to hang out with the people that's super cool but i'll, I'll tell you what else is super cool is it's finally draft week are you ready for some meaningful live sports now i say live because i don't want to uh, take anything away from the Jordan documentaries that started, but are, are you ready for some live, actual, meaningful sports stuff? 
I'm glad you corrected yourself because as a Chicago fan, that was, uh, I was reliving my youth of, I, I had a, a breakaway, like the little Nerf ball, the breakaway basketball hoop in my basement growing up. And I used to set up like couch cushions where I would dribble between and jump over and just play basically Jordan highlights for hours, pretty much every night or at least every weekend growing up. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I mean, I, I tell you what, um, the draft is my Christmas. I mean, it always has been since, you know, forever. Um, you know, I, I started out coaching uh, in the industry because I wanted to be a GM because I wanted to, you know, do something with the draft. So, yeah, I'm glad that it's here. I'm glad that it's finally live sports. I'm glad we can not overanalyze everything and we can actually uh, watch something. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I, I'll tell you when Jordan quit playing was about the time, well, maybe Tim Duncan. I was a big Tim Duncan fan as well. As you can tell, I like bland, but good, solid fundamentals, <laughs> winning strategy. Uh, th- that's more my speed, but no, I, I, I joke that I had Jordan shoes when they were just Jordans, not the retro ones, but just like the actual Jordans. So yeah, no, yeah. that, that, that was good time. So uh, are you, are you going to be jumping on any Zoom calls, uh, doing any Twitter lives, anything like that during the draft tomorrow night? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, I am going to be jumping on the Fantasy Authority, um, I think, both nights. Um, I I got invited to a few others, too, but I, I like doing all that stuff, but also I kind of like enjoying the draft, you know, because I – we work so much, you know, you know, putting together the publications and the podcasts and everything. It's just so much work that sometimes we need to enjoy it too. So I think I'm going to carve out some time just, you know, by myself, probably just watch the draft, you know, and just enjoy it. Yeah. Normally I put dynasty and fantasy on the back burner on Friday from about 7 PM on Friday until about 8 PM on Sunday, that 48 hours, I'll still jump in a DM here or the Patreon group chat there, but for the most part, I really reserve that for family time. But this is, uh, you know, crunch time, and and that's why we brought you on. So a lot of our listeners will be jumping in rookie drafts as soon as Sunday. I've actually got one that starts 10 a.m. Monday morning myself. Now, I feel more than prepared because I've had guys like you and Kane and Tyler and so many other great guests. Matt Waldman have stopped by recently to break down this class i i feel as ready as ever but is there a draft rookie draft best tip that you can lay on these guys to maybe avoid a pitfall here or there yeah um i mean there's a lot of them actually um are you looking for just one sure yeah well uh, we don't want you taking all the good stuff we do still have uh, several other callers on this particular podcast ah uh, okay all right uh, i guess i'll see this one um you know, I, I, the draft, like especially a rookie draft, um, people can get too cute, you know, and people play this game for a lot of reasons, but in the end, you want to get your guys and win with your guys. And so, you know, ultimately I think you'd want to leave the draft with whoever you want. Now, with that said, with that said, not everybody is going to reach a part in the draft where they have their guy. And I always, if someone takes a little bit longer on the clock, I might just shoot them an offer. Maybe it's a low ball offer, right? But 
they might take it or they might counter and you might get a pick for a lot cheaper than you thought it would be to acquire. And so kind of throughout a draft, if there's a, you know, a tier of guys I kind of like, I'm constantly just tossing offers out there and just seeing, you know, I'll look at their team, see, Hey, do they need a tight end kind of sacrifice this backup tight end or this fifth receiver that I have and move up a few spots. But I think don't be afraid just to toss out offers to people because in the end they can just decline it. It's not a big deal, but you might work your way in because they might have not have anybody there that they actually like. I agree a hundred percent. I I like the way you started that. It's don't get cute. You've done your research. You've you've done your work, mm-hmm. and most of your drafts have got you know between four and eight hour clocks. So you have time to to slide my DMs or at me on Twitter at DFF Memphis. Uh, Nick's at underscore Nick Whalen. We can't guarantee you that we'll get back to you within five minutes, but you know don't be afraid to maximize the clock. And I, and I've been this guy. Uh, I'm going to uh, disclaim my one curse word per show. I've been that asshole who says, God dang it, let's hurry this thing up. You know what? Savor it. Savor it. Because in a lot of leagues, the rookie draft is the last bastion of action between now and the start of the season. So don't feel like you have to rush. Just, you know, I always get in the DMs and say, hey, guys, this one's going to be on the clock for a while. This pick's on the board. If you need me, DM me. I'm busy. And that way you're up front. You let them know, hey, it's going to be a while. And you give yourself to take in new customers. You, you dig that? Oh yeah, and, I, and I, I like how you're respectful about it. But I've done that too. And and you know, taking time because you can make emotional decisions. You don't want to do that. You want to have a researched decision where you can look at statistics if you want. You can go watch some film if you want. You can go read you know my publication or a lot of other people's publications if you want, and really be thorough with hey. Is this what's best for my team? Now, again, I mean, I, know, I don't want to take up all of the strategies, but also draft the best player. Don't draft for need. You can trade for need later. Always just draft the best value in player. A hundred percent. The further you are away from the start of the season, the less likely you are to draft for need. You may have broke your snow shovel this past winter, and just because they're on sale at you know the Home Depot doesn't mean you need to buy one going into April. You can always pick one up. Uh, as you get closer to next winter. Well, hey, man, you said speaking of customers, won't you tell us about something that you're offering right now to some customers? I can tell you, I got it. It's about 94 pages of glory. But in case these people haven't heard, first of all, shame on them. But here's your chance to educate them. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, this is my third year producing The Graduates. So people kind of know me from doing the Debbie Report. So basically, the Debbie Report is underclassmen that have not you know, either declared or they're not eligible for the NFL draft. So then the graduates are graduating from that. And it's just NFL draft prospects, obviously skill guys for the fantasy purposes. But yeah, this year, um, yeah, you know, I had 96 pages, 62 prospect profiles. I'm a film-based guy. It's got their combine stats in there though, as well. Rankings, tiers. Um, and then this year, actually, I, ended, I added one new thing in there um, where by position, I kind of have, tiers of like the best or the elite and like really good in certain traits just to kind of get paint a different picture for people. But um, it's got a fantasy football flavor to it. And, and honestly, I, I just want people, if you don't have time to watch film, you can get this and you know that you're on, you know, really high ground in terms of what film is. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of why you buy things to save time, you know, the convenience. So that's kind of really what it is. And then I got another publication too, but, yeah, so I'm just um, 
pumping out a bunch of publications and hopefully saving people some time and, you know, crushing their leagues. There you go, man. Well, no one's earned this draft more than us. Uh, I will be out and about. I will be doing a Dynasty Happy Hour Zoom that I think will be either live on YouTube or Twitter or something. So that'll be out there somewhere. But Nick, man, hey, thanks for taking a few minutes and jumping on with me and sharing a draft strategy and uh, reliving the glory days of young Nick in the basement working on his postgame fadeaway jumper, Jordan style. (laughs) <laughs> anytime anytime man now you enjoy the draft i'm sure we'll be talking soon all right that's my man nick whalen at nick at underscore nick whalen thanks buddy all right this guy continues to come back and i'm continued uh to be grateful that he does because he's always a hit you the listeners love this man he is Angelo at Angelo FF on Twitter. Uh, what's going on, buddy? Not much, man. It, it, it's officially draft week, so uh, me and the rest of everybody in America is kind of itching to get to Thursday. Yeah, man, it's the, the culmination of everything that we've worked so hard for. Now, you brought it up. Uh, if people are listening to this on draft day, uh, the day it come out, then they know that later this evening the the draft goodness is here. What are you doing in the the wake of a of a quarantined draft? Oh my god! Oof. Um. For me, a lot of it has to do with in terms of where I'm drafting. It depends, but I'm always trying to get my guides. Um. Depending, like depending on where I'm at in the draft, but. I mean, I'm, I always try to trade up and get the guys I really want on my team, especially like in rookie drafts. And I, I've, I've had a, a, quite a few quarantine drafts so far. I'm sure you have as well. But um, for me, I'm always trying to consistently get the guys um, that I'm the highest on and that have, um, I guess, like an interesting spot of where um, the community kind of views them. So guys like LaVisca Chenault for me and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire are my two biggest right now in terms of where they're being drafted. I, I've seen a lot of drafts that have Edwards Hilaire anywhere from like 107 to 109. I've seen him at 106 a couple times. But, I mean, if I'm sitting in that 106 or 105 spot, he's a guy I'm going to take every time. Um, or I'm going to try to trade up and get him. I mean, for me, I'm pretty aggressive when it comes to trading up to get my guys, whether it's in the first or second round or, you know, from the third round of rookie draft and there's a guy sitting there I really like. Uh, I usually don't hesitate. Um for me, I think the the biggest thing is it, it, it's the hardest when you, when you barely miss on a guy. When like you're you're picking 106 and 105, your guy goes, and that that's happened to me way too much. So I tend to be a little bit, I would even say, overly aggressive, um, in getting the guys I'm I'm highest on in rookie drafts, and same for regular drafts. I think younger guys who have um, interesting ceilings or older guys who are kind of afterthoughts like uh, Adam Thielen's a big one for me. And as, as Robert Woods as well, he's probably my biggest one. Um, he, he seems to be a high end wide receiver to every single year um, and just keep producing. So for me, those are a couple of guys that I have my, I have my eye on um, as we kind of move forward toward draft time. And you won't be getting any uh, Adam Thielen or Robert Woods from me, pal. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, you know me, I, I love boring, unsexy, just guys that are going to help you win. And uh, that, That's what it's about. And that was something we covered on our Patreon last week is that, uh, you know, too many people would rather lose sexy than win ugly. Not me. I'm going to win ugly every, every single time. That's just uh, how I roll. And, you know, it's funny you say that. You know, you're talking about, you know, 
losing out on your guy by one guy. I was helping one of our Patreons earlier this week, and he's like, man, I really want to take C.D. Lamb 101. I know the guy behind me is definitely going to take him. This particular guy has the 101 and the 103. Sure. I'm like, well, honestly, you know, it's good that you that you like your guy. I was like, but you really need, you know, running back help. I'm like, well, what makes you think the guy behind you wants Lamb? He's like, he's a huge Oklahoma Sooners fan, and he's told me to my face that I'm taking C.D. <laughs> Lamb if you don't. And I'm like, that's perfect. I was like, you need to basically lean on his fandom and say, hey, look, I'm taking yeah. I'm taking C.D. Lamb. If you want C.D. Lamb, then you're going to give me the 102 and something else. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, you, you know, that's kind of like poker. I, I reference poker a lot on this show. But that's the equivalent of your opponent playing his hand face up so you can see all of his cards. And he's giving you the, the, the huge advantage. But one thing I wanted to ask you about real quick is we're keeping yeah. these, uh, these clips uh, both informative and uh, uh, offering. Uh, speaking of playing their hand wide open and taking advantage, I'm looking at AngeloAnalysis.com. What's up with that, man? That's new. Yeah, no, it's it's been a long time coming, man. I, I know we probably spoke about it a couple months ago too, as it was kind of in its infancy stage. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's something I've been working on for a while. I really want to give people, uh, I guess, a snapshot of what our favorite prospects look like from like a human movement perspective first. Um, what separates them from a um, skill set wise from their peers is that as they make their transition into the NFL, I think that's a pretty important piece. Um, and a holistic view on what these guys can kind of bring to the table here. I mean, there's a big difference, you know, when talking about guys like Jonathan Taylor and guys like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They're very different stylistically, and they're just very different players in terms of height, weight, stature, speed, um, athletic attributes. But both those guys can be successful at the NFL level, and it's their ability to win in different ways that's so important, and it's so important to understand how do these, how do these players win, right? And you know, when we talked about C.D. Lamb, what makes C.D. Lamb different from Jerry Judy, different from Justin Jefferson, different than Denzel Mims, right? Um, all those guys can, can be very good NFL receivers, but what are the qualities that separate them from their peers? And what are the qualities that are going to, I guess, have them present themselves to an offensive coordinator and have them produce with consistency at the NFL level? And the site's predicated around um, my own analysis, um, as well as my background in human performance to kind of shed light on what these guys do really well. Cause the one thing I think we forget is these are the elite of the elite. You know, these are they, these guys are going to be facing some of the, the best athletes on the planet in the NFL. Um, so what can really separate them and I guess make them have an impact on the next level. And that's what the site's kind of predicated around. And I'm extremely excited for it to be out. Um, it's been a, it's been a fun last couple of days for sure. Well, let me tell you two things. One, I've been to this website. Uh, I've been in the process of signing up and subscribing myself because I will tell you this. I am a person, I don't know that I have OCD, but I've got to be close. And I do not do well with clutter, whether that's a website, my desk, whatever. Sure. And, when, and when I went to this website, it is so clean and so concise and, and, and so awesome. Now, visually stunning. You know, you Thank go you. there, n nice, beautiful picture of LaVisca Chenault. Um, I think it's really cool. Maybe, maybe it has a preview function. You can go over there. You can take the preview. You can check it out. It's AngeloAnalysis.com. You can follow this man at Angelo underscore fantasy. How rude of me to mess up his Twitter handle earlier. And, 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 and by the way, um, I don't know if you know this because I didn't tell you. We did a clip show. So we had so many great 
you know, rookie and, you know, and uh, analysts come by like yourself and Nick Whalen and Ray GQ and, and Matt Waldman and just so many. We've been so blessed this year. One of the clips of Angelo, and there's many, but one of them is you talking about Clive Edwards Hilaire and LaVisca Chanel. It's actually the transition uh, snippet between the running backs and the, the wide receiver. So there's, oh, I love it. There, there, I believe it's, it's you and Matt Waldman and someone else talking Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And then you lead us right into wide receivers with LaVisca into Canes talking LaVisca and so much more. It, it was uh it was a labor of love, but I couldn't, I couldn't decide. I was like, man, who am I going to have back on on draft week to talk rookies? And and honestly, what are they going to tell us that they haven't already been kind enough to tell us already? So sure. I, I went through and I played the hits, man. You know what they do at the radio station with ratings are down, right? You play the great. You play the you play the hits, brother. You, you you play the hits. So you're on there and you're back on again today. Thank you so much for your time, man. Hey, no problem, man. Uh, have, have a great rest of your week and have a fun draft. Hey, man. You too. Thanks so much for your time. We'll talk to you. Appreciate, it, brother. Take yep. care. All right, and joining me now are none other than JD, who can be found on Twitter at Goat District, and Dan, who can be found at Overhype Sleeper of the Goat District podcast. Goats, welcome back to the War Zone. Randy, pleasure as usual, buddy. Always a blast to come on with you and uh, brought my friend with me today. Everybody's favorite, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) I just pictured the the Forrest Gump wave, you know? Exactly. That was was exactly it. I was was picturing more of a, uh, like a Princess Diana wave. That that little half a hand turn deal. So, so, so just wanted to bring you guys on real quick. Uh, Obviously the draft is today as of the, the launching of this show. How excited are you guys now? Again, I had to say this once earlier, the Michael, the Michael Jordan documentary notwithstanding. How excited are you guys to have actual live, meaningful, we can bet on this sports? Uh, I'll start with Dan. Oh, man, I am totally fired up about having the draft finally get going. And uh, we have a little bit of clarity finally to what's going on. Um, I, I always make sure, you know, in the restaurant business, so my schedule really varies around. I work some evenings and weekends, but I always try to make sure that I'm off for the NFL draft because there is nothing better. Oh, it's, it's like a holiday for me. What about you, J.D.? How are you quarantine drafting up there in uh, the great white north? Yeah, no, normally I have to strategically not uh, book meetings on that day where I got to actually head out and visit clients. So I'll usually, you know, claim it as an office day. But now with the situation, I'm already home. The difference now is, uh, you know, they got to justify paying us. So we're in webinars and conference calls and anything you can think of on Zoom or Skype or whatever. So I've kind of blocked off that day, you know, took took a personal day. And uh, I'm looking forward to it, man, with with uh, how quiet it's been in the sports world. Other like other than, like you said, that Jordan documentary, which was awesome, I must say, I strongly recommend it. But uh, I'm excited, man. And And the nice thing is that the NFL offers enough twists and unexpected surprises that now we have this added technology uh, aspect to it. So it's going to be really interesting. <laughs> so speaking of twists and turns, uh, J- <laughs> J- JD, w- what is uh, some draft strategy that you goats can bring to these listeners? Because a lot of people, I know we, you, Dan, and myself, as well as some of the other goats, we're going to jump right in headfirst into the UDPL 
the Ultimate Premium League there as early as Monday morning. So for, for people in that type of a scenario, what kind of best draft advice can you give these guys for their rookies? And then throw it to Dan. Yeah, so Dan and I actually kind of uh, we we kind of combined ours. Um, he's he's going to talk about something that's relevant to uh, what I'm going to talk about here. So I'm going to talk about hit rates. I, I think that uh, especially analysts and, and you know Randy, you comment down on people on Twitter today. Just some of the uh, comments people are making with regards to the draft coming up, what teams should do, and you know the kind of the fake GM type of thing. Uh, I think we're a little higher uh, with regards to how good we are at hitting on these rookies and how good we are at analyzing them and, and, you know, kind of predicting how they're going to do in the NFL. But hit rates are not, they're not very high, man. Let's just face it when you're looking at rookie drafts. So there's two specific articles that I'd like to bring to your listeners' attention that they, you know, just a quick research online, a quick Google machine search. Uh, One is by Jacob Rickwards. I believe it was for Rotoviz that he did that. And the hit rates that he's showing, like the first round hit rate is 45.8%. The second round hit rate is 30.6%. And the third round or later hit rate is 9.3%. That's on average. So obviously earlier in the round, the hit rate is adjusts a little bit. And then the back end of those rounds, you see a drop a little bit. But it gives you an idea um, on, on how, you know, our confidence is a lot better than our hit rate. Let's put it that way. And Dan will tell you, you know, how to use that information when you're in the actual draft with regards to maybe a trade being offered and that type of situation. Yeah. So thanks JD. Um, you know, I think the main thing to keep in mind is that if you're in doubt, trade down or trade out. Um, not only does it rhyme, but it's just really good strategy. Um, one of my friends, uh, on Twitter, um, Scott Pianowski put out a tweet a couple days ago, and I thought it was just so perfect. Uh, I just retweeted it uh, a couple days ago myself. But if you think you know something, trade up. If you realize pretty much nobody knows anything, you embrace the skid and trade down. The get it and don't get it teams routinely identify themselves here. And I think that's just like so key. I mean, you know, when, whether you're talking an NFL draft, your startup draft, a rookie draft, or anything else, you should have that tattooed on your brain. Because it's just so key that uh, you, you keep that in mind. Um, but just embrace the fact that we don't know as much as we think we know. So given that fact, getting more bullets in your gun is a lot better than just grabbing the biggest caliber of gun you can find. Um, and when you're trading up, you're you're going for that big caliber gun. And when you're trading down, you're going for the shotgun approach. You're just getting the you know more, more chances to hit your target. Um, so that's... That's kind of the thing I try to keep in mind when I'm going through any draft. Well, I, I used to employ that buckshot approach at the bar when I was a single man. I'm just going to keep firing until <laughs> I till I hit something. <laughs> I, 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 I had a buddy like that. I, he, he, sometimes he hit the same reel twice and, and <laughs> he didn't realize it. Yeah, well, I've, I, I can't say I haven't been there. I uh, One thing I'm going to try to do this year, I'm in a, in a league where I, I don't have a first, but I have the 202, the 204, the 206 and like four or five thirds. My new goal in this league is to never make a third round pick again. I'm going to attempt to trade every one of these thirds for a 20, 21 second. Uh, try to get someone, I'm, I'm, and then my goal is not to make, I have like two fours. My goal is not to make any force. My goal is to convert those to 20, 21 thirds. Hey man, your guy here, you, you want to take a shot? Hey, just give me your 20, 21 third, go get your guy, fine, whatever. 
And then just that way, because of what JD said, I, I've read that Jacob Rick Road article as well. And, and my plan is, is I'm always drafting guys in the first and the second round. So if the average drafters hit rates about 50% and the average second rounder is about 33, I'm probably going to crank that up with to about 65 and 50. And as long as, and, and I'm just going to try that exact same philosophy. So JD, without even planning this, we were on the exact same page using a very similar strategy, but I want to ask you guys, word on the street is not only is there the awesome Goat District podcast, which I listen to regularly, hashtag always be trading, there's a couple of new uh, additions to the family on the Goat Network. Why don't you tell us about them? Yeah, we got uh, Trade Center is just a, kind of a quick one. Uh, if you want to hear 15, 20 minutes on a specific trade, uh, if a good enough trade happens and I can get uh, the person I traded with on the mic for 15, 20, and, and I, you know, I think they have some good to offer. I've had Swag on and uh, Ryan B from our, uh, some of our high stakes uh, or some of our best ball leagues, uh, dynasty leagues. And Dan and I, uh, well, I mean, Dan, Dan is uh, my right-hand man. He's, uh, he's, he's the, the brains in the operation. I'm more of the looks, but even that, it's, it's not even that great. So uh, I guess you wonder why I'm there. But we, we put out Goat District on a weekly. We started the new show that you're talking to, which is Ballin. Uh, Ballin is all about best ball. Uh, Dan and I are obsessed with best ball, and we've got a third goat, Eric at the Shiva82, who's uh, the third co-host on that show and we just get together and talk best ball strategy to death and, and that's what we're going to keep doing on the weekly on best ball so stay tuned for any of those man on the goat district network yep um, i'm super excited to use the draft as an opportunity to help bring more content to the the dynasty Warzone listeners and dan uh you're a bit of a best ball player give us a best ball tip a bu- 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 bonus best ball pick <laughs> All right. Uh, bonus best ball tip. I, I just completed a, a podcast uh, um, with uh, Joshua Be Aware is his Twitter handle. And uh, we were talking about defenses quite a bit. And it's a position that people tend to ignore maybe a little bit too much. Um, it can have a huge impact on your ability to win best balls. If you can grab three defenses late, you don't want to spend a lot on them, but uh, getting that third defense is just really increases your chance of uh, scoring well on any given week and throughout the season. Because even if you grab, um, you know, a really quote unquote bad defense, um, sometimes the defenses we think are bad actually end up being good. And even a bad defense can still have those, uh, you know, those big scoring weeks where they get, you know, 14, 16, 18 points or whatever. And you get a couple of those in there and you've paid off that defense very easily. So don't ignore the defense. Uh, they do matter. Just don't, don't draft them early at all. You want to be drafting them around 16 or later. Well, there you go. On this show, it used to be called an IDP bonus. But in this case, since it's Dan and JD and honor their new podcast, Ballin', along with Eric the Shiva, uh, we're going to call it a best ball bonus. So, guys, listen, thank you for jumping on. Thank you for sharing some of your draft best practices, especially with a guy you'll be drafting against in less than a week. But uh, super grateful to have you on, and uh, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having us, Randy. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. All right, and joining me now, uh, this guy was one of the ones who kicked off the 2020 guest season, so what a better way than to go into the draft talking to none other than Kyle August at Kyle FFL is of 
the Fantasy Football Fellows podcast. Kyle, it's been a little while, but uh, welcome back, buddy. Memphis, it's good to chat with you. You guys have been crazy busy. Uh, your lineup of guests has been uh, has been awesome. As a listener of this show, I've been just soaking it all in. I, I don't claim to be you know a Debbie or a college guy, so I'm playing a little bit of catch up uh, as the year rolls over. And your show has definitely been helpful for for me and and getting ready for this upcoming draft, man. But uh, I, I'm glad when I got the invite to uh, come chat with you just for a bit here. No, for sure. Let me ask you a question. Do you paint your own house? I don't. You do. You 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 uh, you do your own dental cleanings? Probably not. You have people to do these things for a reason. Yeah. I mean, I guess if I had to figure out all this great Devi content and rookie content, mm. I could. But I got a guy. As a right. matter of fact, I've got like nine or ten good friends, you know, guys that that can hook it up. And not only do they share it with me and you, they share it with everybody. Mm-hmm. They just, they, they're just like, hey, I'll come on the Dynasty Warzone and tell you guys all kinds of great strategies. And speaking of which, that's why you're here. Man, yes, sir. A lot of these fine Dynasty Warzone listeners, man, they're going to be rolling right into rookie drafts, uh, some as early as Sunday. I remember a draft you and I were in last year where, the uh, as the, the, the term goes, the body on the 2019 draft wasn't even cold yet. We were drafting <laughs> like at 7 p.m. Saturday night. So there'll be people out there, and as this is coming out on Thursday morning of the draft, what is a, some good rookie draft advice you can give these people as a way to avoid some potential potholes and pitfalls along the way? Mm-hmm. I, I think the best thing that you can do is, you know, shows like like yours and and there's been a lot of great content out there that have helped people build out their own their own rankings as far as where they're valuing these players. And I think it's a great thing to keep all of these things in mind from a talent level where these guys are shaken out on your individual board. Um, but also too, a, a big part is going to be, you know, the landing spot of these players in this upcoming draft over the next few days. So, you know, that should play, you know, a, a role depending on where your team is at. If you're, if you're going for right now, maybe you, you put another guy ahead of somebody else. If, if you're rebuilding, maybe you're prioritizing other positions, but I think the best thing that you could do truly, you know, when you're just looking kind of overall is for me, I want to have my rankings, you know, in place ahead of the draft. That way I can quickly revise them based off of what, a, you know, team need and, and land and landing spot in the NFL draft, those types of things. And then know kind of where you're picking like ahead of time. Don't just wait. Don't just roll into the draft and, you know, kind of like, OK, whatever falls to me. If you got, you know, 12 solid players on your on your board and you're OK with picking, you know, anywhere from eight to 12 and you have the eighth pick, you know, look to to capitalize on that. Scoot back just a little bit. Um, or the other way, you know, turn it around, you know, turn up the heat a little bit to move up to go get your guy. Um, a couple of draft slots doesn't seem like a lot, but when you get in the heat of the moment, man, uh, and those rookie drafts start rolling, you don't want to be on the outside looking in or, or you don't want to be missing out on value that's just sitting there for the taking. So uh, I, for me, that's definitely the biggest thing I'm doing as some of these rookie drafts are happening so, so quick um, after this NFL draft concludes. Well, you definitely led into one of my favorite draft tips, and that's whether it's a rookie draft, a startup, whatever, is when you're about three out, you know, mm-hmm. there's three picks and then you. So you would be the fourth pick in that chain. I just write down the four best players available. Mm-hmm. And that way when I'm up, uh, I'm not caught off guard. I didn't get quote-unquote sniped. I, I, I have a projection, and then I don't deviate. I don't talk myself out of my own rankings. You know, if I'm up at the 104, and the three guys in front of me, I'll just rank them. Uh, as of today, that would be DeAndre Swift, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, and Cam Akers. 
So if I get up and Cam Akers is there and he's the best of the four, I just draft Cam Akers. I don't overthink it. I don't start adding, ask, you know, asking myself, what about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or what mm-hmm. about – I just draft number four because you'll just talk yourself into a bad situation. And that also goes along with you don't have to rush. I, I've said this earlier in the show, but just because you, know, you have eight hours doesn't mean you have to take 30 seconds. Just, you know, post in the group chat, hey, going to be a little bit. This pick is on the board. Reach out if interested. And give mm-hmm. yourself a time. Take a step back. Take a deep breath. Hey, what makes the most sense here? And make a pick, man. That's a, that's what I do. Uh, let, yeah. me, let me ask you another question. How are you going to be enjoying the draft from a social distance? Are you going to be watching it from the living room there at the fellas' compound? Uh, how are you going to be partaking this uh, this digital masterpiece? Yeah, we've, we've had some just kind of keep everybody sane outside of, of podcasts and all the great things that you and I keep ourselves busy with. Uh, we've had some buddies that just jump on some calls and such. So we're kind of probably doing a Zoom call with some some friends of uh, the TV set hooked up here in the studio uh, so we can watch everything live. But especially for that first round, just really kind of hanging out. Um, I, I think it's the, the way that they've restructured it, having the first round on Thursday night, that's traditionally been like, a great time for just people to get together, especially like, you know, we have a group of friends that, you know, we like playing poker or whatever, just kind of hanging out doing that. It's a great way. Like you can't, you can't watch a, you know, NFL game and do those types of things because there's so much going on But with the draft. There's so much downtime and everything. Um, But you can kind of get immediate reactions then and kind of talk through things with your buddies. So uh, that's kind of what we'll try to recreate here as we're in quarantine still, but uh, uh, thankful for sure that they're, they're still sticking with this draft and we'll see how this thing goes. For sure, man. Well, we've been giving all of our guests on this little uh, best of draft tips special a chance to promote. I know you and Seth have had some guests on recently doing some some rookie data and information of your mm-hmm. own, as well as your writings over at the uh, the Red Shirt. So, what's going on with you guys and, and your show and your writing? I'll get. I'll give you one. Is it okay if I give you one more uh, bonus tip for this upcoming draft? You are a guest. All right. Do as you please. <laughs> so before we jump into all the promotion, and all that stuff, just for you guys, man, is one thing I do like to keep an eye on when you're evaluating some of these rookies is that uh, you know Twitter will argue and stuff about draft capital and all that, and I, I totally get the the pros and cons of that argument. But one thing that I like to do is uh, keep an eye on through the NFL draft is how these guys are drafted. Um, you know, we've, we've seen examples that can go both ways, but, but man, when you look at, you know, a few years back, 2017, the saints, they gave up a 2018 second rounder to move up, to go get their guy in Alvin Kamara, uh, the bears last year, you know, they moved up 14 spots. They gave up, um, you know, their third rounder and then a fifth and then a fourth in this year's draft, you know, teams spending draft capital to go get their guys to me, that, that does speak volumes to what they think about these players. So, I think that's just one bonus thing that I like to keep track of as you're kind of evaluating your rankings heading out, you know, as the draft concludes heading into your rookie draft is uh, that's something you can do as you're watching this thing is that it, it does matter, um, you know, where these guys are taken a bit, you know, just kind of keep an eye on that. So hopefully that helps you guys. Uh, for, for sure. Um, you know, and, and I like how you said that it goes, it goes both ways. It, it goes good in the Alvin Kamara case and it goes bad mm-hmm. in the Dante Pettis case. And it goes yeah. and it goes meh in the David Montgomery case. So yes, sir. That, that that is fine advice. I'm actually looking forward to seeing what happens with Daryl Henderson. The Rams traded up a little bit to get him last year, and I'm hoping with uh, I'm hoping with Todd Gurley out of town, we can see what's going on with that guy. But what's right. going on with you guys? Uh, tell us who you've had yeah. on and what's going on with them fellas. 
Yeah, we've had we've had some really good guests. We this year we kind of we just with some professional stuff on on our end with day jobs and that we we dialed it back just a bit. Um, you know, we were rolling you know th- two episodes a week like you guys were last year, but this year we wanted to keep our draft content going. But it, it did end up being just a, f- a few less shows, but uh, nonetheless, great guests. We had uh, we had Matt Hicks, we had Kyle Yates on the show, or an old friend of the show, Mike Jernigan, joined us to break down some rookies, and the Aussie guys uh, joined us this week. If you're if you're looking for some content. Um, man, they really just dove into some of the rookie content. I'm looking forward to chatting with you a little bit about uh, some post-draft stuff, man. But uh, we've been busy as far as keeping up with the show every uh, every Tuesday over at the Fellas feed. You know, you can find us wherever podcasts are at. Uh, I've been keeping busy writing for writing for Red Shirts last season. Looking forward to breaking down some more content there and, and dropping some articles over in Fancy Pros as well. Uh, been doing about one or two articles a month with them, so. Man, just uh, trying to keep busy with that and uh, and working on some more content as we get ready for 2020 because it's it's never too early to start getting ready for the upcoming season, you know? Absolutely not. And we're still calling that Friday show a bonus show, much like this today on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. This is the the bonus show. There will be no show on Friday. There will, there will be a Dynasty Happy Hour contractor on the Dynasty Happy Hour feed of podcasts. But no, sir, I'm going to continue to call this a bonus show because I, I damn sure don't want to lock myself into two shows a week. <laughs> I have no idea how you and Seth do four shows a week during the regular season. But, man, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes on draft day to jump on with me and just talk some best practices. And uh, we'll make sure to check you out over uh, at the Fantasy Football Fellas, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and wherever else you can find the War Zone, you can find the fellas. Is that right? Yes, sir, man. And, uh, you know, the plan is for right now, you hopping on with us next week. So if your listeners want to hear more of you, we're I'm looking forward to breaking down all these uh, all these guys on that, uh, that first Tuesday after the draft, man. It's going to be a blast. I'm just looking forward to my uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin music provided <laughs> by my buddy Seth. Yeah, All right, right, man. Well, hey, Kyle. Thanks for stopping by, bud. Appreciate it, dude. Are you looking for a reminder of your fantasy football greatness? Are you looking for something to set your league apart from those dime a dozen jabroni leagues out there? Then head over to trophysmack.com and hook your league up with the best trophies in the game today. And not only will you get the best trophies in the game today, you can get a free championship ring up to a $59.99 value by entering in the promo code DWZRING. You pick out your trophy, which one do you like? You put it in the cart, you add the ring to the cart, you add the promo code DWZRING, makes the ring free, and your league is now a step above the league down the street so if you're looking for the best you want to be the best in the game you want to have the best league in town go over to trophysmack.com get that trophy get that ring use that code dwz ring and let's have a big season